Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Alien Bacon Podcast. First episode. Woohoo! Let's go, baby! Look at Let's us. Let's go! Look at us. We're look, so look, cool. Look, look at our things that we got. It's pretty cool. Your ship is pretty sick. Yeah. Do you like... I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love this ship. But um, <laughs> let's just... Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead Where and we... get, get it. Get out of the way. Where what? where have we been? And what yeah. the hell? Why are we coming back with a podcast? Because everyone does podcasts. And I know everybody's going to bitch <laughs> and whine about us doing a podcast. We come back. <laughs> okay. Um, well, basically, I feel like, well, I had a huge move. I moved across yeah, you the country. Did. Yeah. Like, and that's, like, that's like a long time. Like I'm, I'm, mo- I'm actually moving soon. And I'm not yeah. moving like I'm moving a good distance, but I I can't imagine moving across the country. That must have been. Awful. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Like you don't think about all the little annoying things that you have to do, but yeah, like getting a license and <clears throat> all that shit, changing your plates on your car, and getting used to everything in the new place. And then I had to deal with allergies, and our dogs got sick. So it, yeah. It sucked. How, how was like the the actual packing and driving across the country? Was that hard? It was hard because we had the dogs and we were constantly worried about them. But at the same time, though, it was also cool because it's a road trip and it's like, oh, look, all this cool stuff we're seeing. But um, that's true. Yeah. Because that, uh, that's what I'm always worried about. Long distance stuff, because, you know, I have I don't just have dogs. I have like chinchillas and bunnies and shit. So yeah. when we were, you know, going to move really far, like we were, we were actually originally planning on moving really far away, but uh, mm. yeah, there, there was just too much, too many little things that were just like, it's not worth it. Are you moving in the same? Are you in like the same town or what? Oh no, we're 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 still moving far. Uh, I I, I don't really want to say where because I'm pretty sure uh, some people actually know my general location, so I'm not going to say anything. I'm I'm moving far away from where I was. I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, um, so yeah, we've been preoccupied for a while, and I feel like coming up with topics like we were before is... Was very well, demanding. Yeah, it, it took a lot out of us, especially since we both have our own channels that take a lot of time, and um, we have a, and you stream, and I have a, we both have clothing brands, and like there's just a lot going on that we're doing. So this oh, yeah. channel on top of that, you know, trying to th- constantly think up new things that might be funny for people to watch. It, yeah, it was it was just too and, much. And I but, feel like actually the biggest thing was uh, finding time to sit down and record for like three to four hours because, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I, I feel like that's why we wanted that. I feel like that's the main reason I want to do a podcast is the fact that we could just sit down and record for like an hour, maybe two hours yeah. and, and yeah. for a week and then we're fine. But we had yeah. to record like every week, sometimes twice a week and like three yeah. to four hours each session. And it is, oh my gosh, it, it wears you out so hard because, yeah. you know, I I have my main channel, my second channel, I have uh, streaming, you know, <laughs> I have a child and I'm moving <laughs> soon. It's a lot of shit. Yeah, it's insane. Hopefully, a podcast is more manageable. And um, we're going to just talk about relevant stuff and what we've been doing. And um, it's really going to be the same shit. It's just 
slightly different, you know, like like less, I guess, cut, cut and you know, cut and short, funny time, more long-winded, uh, fun time. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a thing. So yeah, uh, basically, both of our lives have just been consumed by this video game called Elden Ring. I'm sure you've heard of it. Actually, <laughs> you want you want to know how it how it completely demolished my life is the fact that <laughs> I, I no joke I like started uh, I started waking up like at five thirty in the morning every day is working out I, I, I was starting to uh, read books literally I know it's cringe I was reading books like every day. Uh, I was you know, doing all the chores. I was getting all my work done, and I I was playing like maybe like thirty minutes to an hour of a game every night occasionally. Yeah, yeah. And then we got slammed by a sickness. It wasn't COVID. I still don't know. I I assume it was the flu because oh my god, I'm not joking when I said nine days I couldn't yeah. do shit for nine yeah. whole days. Our entire mm -hmm. family couldn't do anything for nine whole days. So that ruined everything I was doing. And then right when I started feeling better, fucking Elden Ring, and not only Elden Ring, but Risk of Rain 2 expansion comes out at the same time. So I'm like, <laughs> my okay, you know what? I ain't going back to working out. I'm just going to play games. Wait, wait, what happened to, what do you mean nine days? You're out of commission for nine days? What happened? The sickness. It, I don't know uh, what it oh, was. You're it, oh, you're just sick. Oh. Yeah. It's like, just like it, allergies? I, I, on, I actually had to push back uh sponsors because i could not sit down and record without like feeling like i'm gonna throw up like it was Damn. the weirdest i've never had a sickness that bad in my life and Is again we had we did three covid tests each and they were all negative really wow yeah. no covid and you just got but slammed with something we, random we didn't get a flu shot this year so it could i could have just been like a crazy ass flu i don't know yeah oh well Two sicknesses in a row, then, because when you when you originally said sickness, I thought you meant the game. Because it's basically yeah, I, I, I got down with the sickness when it comes to Elden Ring, but oh yeah, my god, it, it is it is probably officially my favorite game of all time now. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's one of mine for sure. I think it's um something very similar to you happened to me as like when you were describing your sickness <clears throat> that you were going through, I was like. Yeah, that's basically happened to me, but because of the game, not any sickness. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like like I I I was working out every day. I was reading every day. I was writing every day. Like I'm writing a novel, and I was like, Oh dude, yeah, I, I was, forgot about that. Yeah, I was so productive. I was so productive. Same. And then, Same. And then all of a, all of a sudden, this game comes out of nowhere. I'm like, Okay, I'll I'll play it for a little bit, and then it just took over my life. I can't there, do anything I, else. I don't think I've played a game this much in this short of a time. How long how long ago did it come out? February 22nd, right? And yeah. I've already put in 140 hours in the game. <laughs> I've put in something like that, yeah. It's and, insane. and you want to know what's stupid? I'm still finding new shit. I just beat the game <laughs> last night. And I was yeah. like, okay, I can't wait for, you know, new game plus. I'm gonna do this build and stuff, and I, and then I get in the game. And I'm like, wait. And I look at the map. I was like, oh, wait. I didn't go there yet. It's mm -hmm. like, you just keep finding new shit every time. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I haven't, I can't think of another <clears throat> game that I've played in recent memory that had me studying a, a map as carefully as this game has. Like, and that's like, why I, just, I like it. 
Yeah, that's yeah. That, it's like such an ingenious open world. It like consumes you. It makes you want to explore and find that new interesting thing that's like over here. Like, what's this little building on the map that I haven't been to yet? You know, like oh. it's just it's that feeling times a, a billion, and you just do it nonstop. <laughs> uh, did, did you hear about uh, Ubisoft's uh, developers? Uh, getting pissed off that Elden Ring did so well, and they started uh, shit talking their UI and stuff. What? No way. Yeah, did really. You didn't know about that? Oh yeah. No. Uh, I wonder That's if I can actually pull the direct tweets. But basically, um, Ubisoft uh, developers uh, were complaining about basically saying that uh, they shouldn't have got a ninety-seven on Metacritic because their UX sucks, basically. Here, oh, here, got him right here. Uh, the fact that hashtag Elden Ring scored a 97 Metacritic is proof that reviewers don't give a flaming poop ab about game UX. My life is a lie. And then another developer replies with, nor PC graphics, stability, and performance, apparently. And then another developer says, nor quest design, really. What? I feel so like the, the, quest, the quest design is great, though. I'm confused. Okay, so <laughs> here's uh, here's the reason they're so upset is, you know, I mean, you know, Ubisoft games, right? Like they their yeah. maps and their quests. You, you always, have, always have like a very detailed quest log. You yeah. always have like a billion different icons on the map and stuff like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Me personally, I, I hate that. I, like, hate I don't that know too. about you. Yeah. It's too it's it, it kind of ruins the fun. I feel like the reason Elden Ring is so entertaining and fun is that yeah. is the fact that you find new things instead of yeah. having new things given to you on a silver platter? You know yeah. what I mean? Like the map is so like vague and and mm -hmm. confusing. Like honestly, like there's there's like these little marks in the map. You know, like little like ruins or maybe yeah. there's like a church or something like that. And yeah. the way that it looks like you get to it isn't actually the way that you get to it. Like I've mm -hmm. had that happen so many different times where I had to just explore different ways in order to get to a certain location. And that forces you to actually look around the world and enjoy it and find new things instead of just have it handed to you, like most Ubisoft games. Also, you know, uh, microtransactions. Ubisoft would have slammed Elden Ring with microtransactions. Oh my, oh my god. Okay, so they're not even the same ballpark. <laughs> like, Ubisoft games are, are like McDonald's, like, french fries, whereas, like... Like uh, Elden Ring is like the finest restaurant you can find. Like they're just yes. they're not comparable at all. So like yeah, they might both be open world, but playing three hours of an Ubisoft game, you just feel so bogged down with random bullshit, and you don't you don't you don't feel invested at all. And like three hours into Elden Ring, you you are just hooked at that point, and you won't stop for another two hundred hours. Like and I I love that the characters don't have quest logs like the character you have to yeah. actually listen to what they say you have to yeah. uh they give you a general idea of where to go next on your quest they don't tell you the exact location or give you an icon they just like say okay uh you know it's at uh this area you know it's in this area mm -hmm. but they say it in like a very vague way and yeah. you you actually get invested in every character. Like there's sometimes mm -hmm. I got really sad when certain characters like stuff happened to them. And yeah. I, I actually got invested into them compared yeah, to I Ubisoft agree. games where I'm just like whatever. You I couldn't name a single character from a single Ubisoft game. Like <laughs> no, like it's insane. And 
And um, Elden Ring, when you, I mean, this is the same in any From Software Souls type. When you find an NPC and and they're they talk really weird and you know they they laugh and they're kind of insane and uh, yeah. and their quest lines are so vague and you you almost are forced to Google sometimes where people are unless you want to just roam around forever. But yeah, I don't know. I and that's kind of, fine. I, yeah, I like that to a degree. Like, I don't like being forced to use the internet because if I wasn't forced to use the internet to, to like fulfill quests, then I feel like I'd be roaming around the map for like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours. You know what I mean? But, Just to like um, try and find everything. Which is why I want to bring in uh, messages. I feel like... Uh, oh, that, messages, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that... Like to be, I feel like that's one of the greatest uh, things to put in any game whatsoever. It's just like yeah. the you're constantly on. You know, it's kind of like what Death Stranding tried to do, sort mm-hmm. of, but yeah. in a more uh, weird way, I guess. <clears throat> but mm-hmm. um, you know, like like kind of just the idea of all the players are helping out each other in some way or another. Like, there's so many times where I had like, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like some the thing that I hate the most in this in this game is probably the uh where you go to a tower and there's that stone dude and it gives you like a riddle and it says find oh, yeah. three find three legendary beasts or something like that. I yeah. hate those. Those are the <laughs> only things I hate in this game. But they're uh, annoying. The, the, yeah, but around that thing there was like three messages and each message said like go north and seek up yeah. or like go yeah. east and you know Stuff like that, which was amazing and helped out a lot. I agree that these games would be so much worse without the messaging system. You know, like you would be wandering around like a chicken with your head cut off 90% of the time if it wasn't for the messages. Oh, yeah. And oh, you would yeah, get killed. Definitely. You'd get killed and ganked nonstop and it would just demoralize the shit out of you. But these messages, like they're there for a purpose. They serve a utility in the game. You know, like people like, yeah. Uh, Miyazaki does try and fuck you over nonstop, but he oh, knows yeah. <laughs> that he knows that other players are going to help you through the game. So it's like, yeah, he's trying to fuck you, but at the same time, he's giving you tools to succeed, and it's it's ingenious, you know. Yeah, it, it's a lot more uh, interesting too, and I guess uh, investing and immersive to think about where you need to go instead of being yeah. told where to go. There's actually yeah. a really funny joke that. Um, it was like on a Reddit post or something like that that said, said if Ubisoft made Elden Ring, the stone sword keys would be 10 bucks each. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's so true though. Like, it is. From Software <clears throat> is getting so much good PR and like, you know that people are going to continue to buy their next games, you know, like nonstop. Oh yeah. They, like this blew have, everything. Yeah. Every like, honestly, I had my hopes high for this game and it still blew me out of the water. It blew every expectation I had out of the water. Somehow I've never had a game do that before in my life. Yeah. You never, that never happens either. You know what I mean? Where like they, they build the hype up so much like they did with Elden Ring. And then all of a sudden it's, it's like almost better than you expected. It's crazy. It never happens. And, and now since From Software said they're going to be making more games like this, Bloodborne open world. Oh my Maybe. god, I would Bloodborne die. type open world. <laughs> god, I don't I know. I so. feel like I feel like they're just. 
ever since the Soul series ended, I feel like they just want to continue to make new IPs just over and over. I mean, I'm not, I, I don't hate that. Like they did with Sekiro and then, then they did, yeah, like, have Elden Se- Ring. Yeah, Sekiro's great. I love that game. Yeah. And it's such the a thing is, is like, I, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't think it would be like a Bloodborne, uh, like, you know, like an extension off of the actual Bloodborne games, but more of just a type of Bloodborne. Yeah. You know, like in that same vein would be awesome. I, okay, so now that we've been kind of sucking this game's dick for a while, um, <laughs> I want to bring up some things that I I wasn't a big fan of. It it probably knocks it from like a, a, a 10 out of 10 game to like a 9.9, you know? Like yeah, that's how very small. That's how small yeah. But um, when they announced that George R.R. R. Martin was helping with the story i was like fuck yes because the other dark souls games their stories were kind of mediocre and all over the place and yeah. super high super high fantasy and i wasn't really into them i didn't really care about the overarching plot like they they're really good when it comes to developing like single characters and their role to play and like getting you invested in like single characters and their story but like as far as like this the huge um you know the the plot of the entire game. I just I really couldn't care until Bloodborne came out. That was a different story because I found that so yeah. compelling. Actually, but, um, uh, so, sorry, I'll, I'll, I was gonna cut him for one second. In Dark okay. Souls three, it's not really the story that I liked, but I liked the lore of each of like the bosses. Yeah, like when you actually yeah. dig into the lore behind them, it's interesting. But yeah, just like the the cut and dry story is kind of not that great. Yeah, it's all over the place, and it's super It's super hard to grasp, you know? And I know they yeah. do that kind of on purpose. They try to do that... Yeah, they kind of try to force you to understand the game. It's kind of like a technique to get you more invested, almost. You you dig further and further into the game. It gets people obsessed because they're like, I don't understand what's going on. So they try to, like... You know, they make things convoluted and vague. But mm. um, I think that comes to the game's detriment a little bit because, like... I really just couldn't tell you what the, the Dark Souls games are, are about. If you asked me, I couldn't. Like, yeah, I, I played uh, them a thousand hours, like, but I just don't know what they're about. And you know the sad part? I do, but that's because I spent hours and hours like reading articles, watching videos about each thing. Because I actually yeah. really got invested in the lore for a while because not really the story, but like the world and the lore behind the the world is really mm. interesting. Yeah. But obviously, like, the storyline isn't, like, you know, the best thing in the world. Maybe maybe high fantasy just isn't my thing or something. But, I, like, I didn't really get invested in the stories until Bloodborne came around. Then that really hooked me. As far as Elden Ring is concerned, I think it suffers from the same thing as the Dark Souls games. I, I like it more. I'm more invested. and I, But not to, like, a huge extent, you know? Like, it's very similar. Yeah. As far as like, yeah. And uh, um, I, mm, eh, I don't really think this is really spoilers, but uh, uh, ending pretty anticlimactic. If you uh, really? have you beat the game yet? No, not yet. But I'm almost. I, I will. There is like six different endings apparently, and um, yeah. I don't really see it as like a one main storyline. I I more see it as the storylines of like each character is yeah. more interesting than like than what you're because really at the end of the day you're trying to become hokage like that's it yeah <laughs> like you're, you're literally a a ninja who wants to become hokage 
and you're the underdog. Everyone says you can't do it. And then you defeat everybody. You're like, yeah, I'm actually Okage. Fuck you. That's literally it. That, that's really all at the end yeah. of the day. That's it. But yeah. the, actually the different endings are way more interesting than just mm. the basic cut and dry ending. Because like I, like Ronnie's story, I like a lot. Mm -hmm. Have you have you done her quest yeah. line? Yeah, I've, I've done. Yeah. I think I've done most <clears throat> of the quests. There's like th three that I haven't or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, on, on my second playthrough, I'm going to do a lot because... There's, I think, a Fia quest line that has a different ending and stuff like that. But I'm going to try to do some of those. The main thing that I found different about Elden Ring than, like, a standard Dark Souls game, like, as far as the story, is, like, um, the open world made it made me more intrigued to, like, dig into the story and find out, yeah. like, more about these characters it's super convoluted still. Like, it's nothing has changed. But the open world makes it more real, and it makes it more fun to dig into it, I feel. So I don't like it as much as Bloodborne as far as the, the story and, like, the world, but I like it more than the Dark Souls games. So I'm just I'm just confused. Like, what did George Martin do? Because it feels <laughs> exactly the same, you know? I think there was this thing that said... Um... They actually let George R. R. Martin write uh, without any idea of what uh, the like the final product, like gameplay wise or anything like that. They basically just mm -hmm. let him write a story and then they just took that and then made a game with it. Yeah, because yeah, it, it feels more like he wrote stories like I, I don't feel like you're the main character half the time. I feel like you're just hearing everybody else's main character story because yeah. I'm way more interested in everybody else's story than I am in whatever I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's something that I feel like they could have improved upon is giving your character a, a better arc than just being like the hero again. Yeah. Cause is, you find it, you kind of feel like a spectator when, when you're yeah. playing the game. Because your I'm, character doesn't really feel like it has much, um, except oh, you're tarnished, you're tarnished. Like that's but it. But they <laughs> they do that on purpose though, in order to allow players to role play, which I like a lot. Yeah, you I know, guess like, that's true. Yeah, like you can be whoever you want. You're just a random tarnished, and you become Elden Lord. That's it. And I I, I love that. Like, and I think it serves the gameplay, and it serves um, the player as far as like creating their own character within this world that can be anybody, which is really cool. But like, just giving them like, like a basic hero's journey where like, Oh, you have to do this, become the Elden Lord. It's, it's just one of those things. There's pros and cons to it. So yeah, I think that they chose the game, the, the player experience over giving the, the, this, the player, a, like a really cool role in the story. You know, I, I feel all. like there's going to be uh cause I've already, researched a lot about the story and stuff like that and yeah, yeah definitely once you research and like dig then the mm -hmm. story starts getting good and then it starts getting yeah. really interesting but with what they give you yeah you you really don't know what's going on when they <laughs> with what with what they give you in the game you have no fucking yeah. clue what's happening yeah but i kind of like that about souls games yeah one like it forces you to, to research which is weird for a game because you would assume that games 
that are telling a story would want to tell you the story in a, like yeah. a, like a way that is understandable. But um, making it incomprehensible almost makes you more invested in it because you you're doing the research and you're the one that's like learning about the characters and then it kind of brings the world more to life in your head you know so yeah yeah it's a weird way of doing it it's <laughs> but it's also ingenious and i think yeah obviously they've i, I really hope base. that other developers uh like start making games with this in mind yeah. you know more focus on instead of playing the safe route like everybody else does where they're gonna have microtransactions to make more money uh yeah. you know like they always keep the same ui every single open world game maybe mm -hmm. they'll actually lean towards this because they realize oh people actually like good games and not yeah. just games that are just like like you know handing you stuff on a silver platter the whole time which i honestly mm -hmm. feel like games have been lately yeah like I, have, I haven't seen a game that's just a flat 60 bucks and it's literally great and you get everything with the game no extra bells and whistles you just get the game and it's amazing and that's it like i haven't seen that in a long time except like risk of rain or something like that but the sales like they speak for themselves you know like this game has been selling yeah. like crazy and i feel like um <clears throat> they're gonna see dividends from that in the future like uh it's so weird comparing it to games like assassin's creed because they're so hollow but at the same time, I can kind of see the appeal to them. They're kind of fun games. If you've played a recent one, like Valhalla, for example, like they're not poorly made. Like they're they're fun experiences, but they're so hollow and brainless. You know, like yeah, you you don't have to think at all when you play those games. Yeah, yeah, like, like you feel like you're you're watching a game instead yeah. of playing it half the time. Yeah, like every once in a while you get into a, like a fun fight, but then. For the most part, you're just like riding your horse towards the objective. <laughs> and yeah. that's the game, you know, ride and horse that, towards that, objective. And that's why I feel like uh, objective markers are awful. It doesn't you don't want to look anywhere. You don't have yeah. any desire to look over here or over there. It's just like, hey, you're going here. OK, mm -hmm. I guess you can use objective markers and not make a terrible game. Like, yeah. um, I would, I would say, uh, Skyrim and like the Fallout games do it pretty well where like they, they tell you where to go, but it's they don't tell you, yeah, they tell you like the general direction and like where your quest is, but they don't tell you what's on the way there, you know? So like you yeah. can find some cool stuff on your way there and, but an, an Assassin's Creed game where it's just like, look at all this random bullshit around you. You can collect all of it. You know, like, oh, my God. It, like, the map so is so... So many icons. <laughs> it's overbearing. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot stupid. more fun finding shit than, like, getting overwhelmed with, like, a billion things. Yeah. You can go here. You could ask this guy for a quest. <laughs> you can go get this item over there. I know. And something that, something that I hate so much... And that, and that I'm kind of astonished that Ghost of Tsushima did it so well are like, is like the copy and paste forts where like, oh, you have, there's a bunch of forts all around and they're all basically the same thing, maybe slightly different. And you go in there, you kill all the guys and you maybe save some prisoners and you just do that over and over. Oh, you, now you have to ride your horse a thousand miles this way to do the same thing. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I'm like really impressed that Ghost of Tsushima did that so well. I think it's just just because their combat was so fluid and fun, and like yeah, the, the world combat was, was was pretty cracked in that game. The world is so beautiful, and the way that they like they didn't really have quest markers. They had like the leaves that showed you where to go, which was pretty sweet. Uh, like last thing on Elden Ring, what's mm -hmm. your favorite boss so far? Oh God, my favorite boss. Um, Radon? <laughs> fuck Radon. Oh, God. I think... But it's so weird. I have a, such a weird relationship with Radon because yeah. I like I suffered through that fight. It sucked. But I also really loved it at the same time because it's so... It was so cool. It's so honestly. thematic, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like such a cinematic fight where, like, he comes down as a meteor halfway through, like... And it's the music is crazy. He's such a huge, intimidating boss, even though he's goofy as hell on his little horse. <laughs> did, did you know that uh, uh, you actually I think you read it whenever you get, I think, his sword or, or something like that. But mm -hmm. in, in the description, it says uh, the only reason he learned gravity magic is so he would never leave his steed. Because uh -oh. <laughs> he, he's, he's actually not weighing on his steed at all. He's just using gravity magic to like float on top of him, basically. Oh, yeah. I mean, that makes more sense. Um, yeah. Didn't he also learn gravity magic to, like, hold back a star or some shit? I don't know. Like, there, there's... This... Yeah, yeah. And, and that that's why when he died, you know, all that stuff happened. I, I like fantasy. Like, I love Lord of the Rings. I love Game of Thrones. But I like subtle fantasy, mostly. This stuff is weird to me. Like, super high fantasy where, like, it, it's hard to comprehend some of it is... um. I don't know. It's just not really my taste. You know so, what's the weirdest part? What? The fingers. Oh, my God. They're so the weird. The fingers. Why? <laughs> Why did they do that? You could have so... picked anything else. Why oh, no. the fingers? They're oh. so creepy. Although, something that I love about um, this game that I think they did it much better than any other Souls game to date is the sense of scale is insane. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. You know? Like no everywhere you like there's so many moments where I stop and just look at you yeah. know, I just like look at the screen like holy shit. This is yeah, pretty sick. They should put a photo mode in. Why didn't they do that? Idiots. I know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe this felt it was novelty or something. Yeah, maybe. I think my favorite boss is pro like so far anyway, is probably Godric. I thought he was really fun. Um like Wait. he uh the grafted. Oh wait, God. Okay, never mind. I'm thinking of someone else. Okay. I thought he was really sick. Uh, my, uh, yeah, I, I did like his second phase. That was pretty yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But uh, my favorite's probably Melania or um the last boss fight. I won't say who it is, but oh, okay. So bosses that I haven't fought yet. That's good though. Yeah. That's good. Uh, it's good. To, good to hear that they have really oh, cool. They cool get last better, bosses. but man, they get harder. How would you say that this compares to the others as far as difficulty since you've completed it? It depends because the boss fights themselves, if you just look at the movement and all the different stuff, are mm -hmm. definitely harder than most Dark Souls bosses. Because I feel like they, they took a you know an example of, uh, uh, oh my god, the dancer from Dark Souls 3, mm -hmm. how they used really awkward movements and really yeah. like slow patterns in combination with fast patterns where it really throws you off. Yeah. Um, they did that a lot, this game, compared to mm. other Souls games. But the reason I feel like it isn't 
part, like the hardest or harder than most is the fact that you can literally level up like crazy. Oh, yeah. Since it's open world, you could literally just go to a bunch of dungeons, uh, you know, mm -hmm. like level up like crazy and then go face like a really hard boss, which is fine. Yeah, that... Like, it's fine if you do that. I didn't do yeah. that, but like, it's it's really fine. Honestly, I feel like it's the best entry uh, Souls game, mm. yeah, not only yeah. because of uh, leveling, but also because of uh, Ashes, like the mm. oh, summons yeah. that you yeah. get, which actually is a part like it's it's actually meant and you could even tell that you're meant to use them. Obviously, you don't have to. I didn't use yeah. them for most of it, but you're meant to because some a lot of boss fights have a lot of AoE attacks because yeah. they were expecting you to use summons. And you mm -hmm. you really notice it towards the end of the game, especially with like Melania and the last boss. I think this game is probably the easiest to break, but also like the coolest to explore. And also could be the hardest of the bunch if you don't approach it the right way. Yeah, you if, know what I mean? if you don't know what you're doing, like if you walk out and go to the tree sentinel and to start swinging, yeah, you're going to hate the game. <laughs> yeah, if you don't gonna play it, it right, you're going to get demolished if you don't play it right. But you could also completely destroy the game if you know what you're doing. I'm glad that they put in the tree sentinel right off the bat because it teaches, you know, new people like, hey, maybe you shouldn't just run straight through the game. Maybe you should yeah. go explore before you actually go face a boss because, yeah, yeah, th that dude was a bitch. Everything is in this game feels so intentionally placed, you know, it's mm -hmm. it's kind of it's ingenious, honestly. Like what? Where? Oh yeah. They put they put Margit in a perfect spot. You know he's super hard early on, but he, they do that on purpose. You know, like he's a roadblock, but you're supposed to. They do that so you are like you feel like you should invest more of Limgrave and like. Uh, before before I say this thing, how far are you in the game? I think I've been to every area. I'm not sure, but are, are you past the I'm, royal capital? Like, have you moved past that? Are you like yeah. at the? Yeah. Mountains? Like, okay. I've I've been to, like, the snowy mountain area and the, the hidden snowy mountain area, and I've also been to, like, the destroyed place, but I haven't really explored it. So, because, you know, you, you have... Okay, spoilers, by the way. You, you have Margit in the beginning, and yeah. people say that the reason his name is Margit is because you need to get good, and oh, then yeah, when you yeah. face Margot, <laughs> that means you got good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, there's no way that's intentional though. There's I mean, no why way. would they change his name? I mean, come on. <laughs> there's no reason. Aren't they brothers or something? I don't know. No. I'm I'm pretty sure they're the same person, but like Really? Wait, so Margaret and Margot are the same guy? So I'm pretty sure wait, let me look this up. See, this is what I'm talking about, guys. <laughs> okay, so it says Morgat apparently makes commoners into a Margit clone. So I guess he makes them into clones of himself. Oh, right. I do remember learning that. That Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's the, that, that's not actually him. That's just like his little clone. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Why? Because I I don't know. I, I thought it was something else. But yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, this is the it's shit so, we're talking about. It's so confusing. <laughs> do you know what's so funny is that when I faced Margit, I got my ass handed to me, and it took me a while to beat him. And then, oh, he's um, tough, yeah. And then when I like, I was kind of surprised. I was like, "Holy shit!" And then when I faced Margot, I I was like a OP sorcerer. I just like lasered him, and he died. Like, oh, two seconds. yeah. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like, actually okay, watched. <laughs> I watched a streamer uh, who was a sorcerer who faced Margot, and it literally took three hits. He was using a, the the moonlit blade or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Attack, and he literally three hits, and he's dead. I'm like, come mm -hmm. on, man! It took me so long. <laughs> I I'm, I'm over the... here with my with my great sword gut build. I use the um the ashes like the the little zombie guys with the shields that ash. You oh know, yeah. There's like there's like five of them. I just oh just, I send, just to distract them. Yeah, I just <laughs> send them out as like a meat shield, and they surround the boss, and I just laser them with the comet, and it, oh, and it literally it, it just takes like two seconds to kill a boss. It's so stupid. Like it's if, ridiculous. If you're going into this game and it's like your first Souls game, please do not like I've experienced like millions of hours of Souls already, so it's like yeah. nothing new for me. But if this is your first one, don't try and break it because you won't learn anything. And then when you, by yeah, the time you get to, yeah, it's not as like, fun. Yeah, by the time you get to like the really hard bosses at the end, you will get obliterated because you wouldn't have learned anything from the previous encounters, and it'll just and it won't be fun. Uh, something I I actually noticed is uh, a couple times when I beat a boss first try, I'm almost upset because yeah. <laughs> because I wanted to see more of the boss. Yeah. You know what I do in that circumstance? Whenever I feel like I cheated the game almost, I almost always try and help like 10 other people to beat him. And I don't use the same tactic. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. That's actually really fun. And since there's so many players, you know, it's not like Dark Souls 3. There's so many players on. Like, you just instantly get into it. Yeah. For most people. Like, I've I've had... I've tried to help people in, for other bosses, and I just haven't been summoned at all. Just sat there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, have you tried PvP at all? Uh, if I try PvP, I want to do low-level PvP because it, if you're in high-level PvP, everyone's just going to be spamming magic, and I, yeah. I, I won't know what to do. Because I've heard a lot of people complain that, like, they need to nerf it at some point, at least for PvP, because, mm. like, there's so many one-shot abilities in the game that are really yeah. hard to avoid. It also feels that way because nobody puts point, like, nobody puts points in Vitality. You know, so everybody just gets one shot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've had some pretty fun experiences with P PvP so far. Yeah, I haven't messed with it too much, but I think uh, I'm going to make a new character and then go through the game and then do that. That one character forces you to do PvP, though. PvP, the uh, VAR or whatever. The oh, yeah. Guy. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even know that he existed. <laughs> oh, my God, what? <laughs> until later on. Yeah, until later on in the game. And then... Uh, I, I actually saw a streamer go up to him. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And then I went that back happened and talked to, me. to him. <clears throat> I never found patches in this game, and it makes me so mad because he's like what? a meme. Oh, my he's God. You miss you miss so much memeing. Actually, you I could know. summon you could summon him in the Radon fight, and then he just leaves. I know. I read that online. It's so yeah, good. It's so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he just yeah, we, we're, guys we're spending this whole podcast talking about elden ring i hope you don't mind that way we can just label it like yeah elden, this is elden ring or something elden cast the elden no, cast. oh yeah we, did you know so, someone already beat the game in 30 minutes so stupid how what i watched it and it, it actually doesn't look that difficult because he doesn't actually have to beat any bosses really Except like I think, through walls. Except the last boss, I think. And seeing the way he cheeses a boss, I'm like, oh my god, why didn't I think of that? 
It's it's kind of interesting the way that they allow players to cheese bosses so easily. And like they must know that you can do this stuff, you know. But oh, they by just, the way, they just keep them in. Well, uh, Millennium, you basically either have to not get hit or you have to cheese her. Oh, my God. Do, do you know anything about her yet? No, I haven't fought okay. her yet. You'll find out. Like, that's how I played the entire game, like, trying not to get hit once. Because I've had so little vitality the entire time. I, I, I actually had to do that with uh, uh, the last boss. I basically had to just not get hit. Because I was kind of like a tanky build because I was a strength build. So, mm -hmm. uh... I mean, I had I had like faith buffs and stuff like that, but yeah, if I get hit once, even with the amount of health I had, it was like like three fourths of my health. A shield build wouldn't work against Melania, so you couldn't just like put everything into uh, like powering up a shield. No, uh, really, be because you you don't understand how fast and how many attacks she does. It'll break uh -oh. your shield eventually. Well, shields are insane this game. We're like. To the point there where, are like, some shields that are crazy, I'll admit, yeah. Yeah, like you can buff a shield to the point where like it, it hardly even affects your stamina when people hit it. You know? <laughs> Have you gotten, oh, you, I don't think you, you probably haven't yet. Have you gotten the rocket shield? That there, There's a shield that shoots a rocket. <laughs> <clears throat> what the well, hell? It's, it's, like a, it's like a big fireball, but it, it looks like a rocket. Yeah, there's a shield that shoots a rocket. <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, this is no different from any other Souls game, but there's so many different builds. It's so fun. I love like just testing them out and but the the annoying part i find with that is that you know say you want to respec into something because you want to try it out so you do that and you're like okay this kind of sucks so i want to respec back then you you use two of those tier things that you find like what five of in the entire game it's there's so actually, stupid you find a lot later on but there's 12 in total i actually i think that's more than most souls games for respecking if I remember really? right, yeah. I don't remember. Which how you honestly, respect. I I, I wish they would just give you unlimited. That'd be great. Yeah. But it's a Souls game. It's what they got to do. They got to stick with the lore. Every every game mechanic has a lore behind it. So that's something I really like about these games is is how intricately they create the world. You know, every yeah, like single everything has a purpose. Weird item. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's so it's so detailed and it's so intricate and very. Um, weird <laughs> yeah like the world is so weird that's the best way to describe it <laughs> oh yeah i don't want to ever touch Khalid again fuck that place Khalid, 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 Khalid. i'm pretty sure it's pronounced but yeah there's like three different pronunciations i hear <laughs> from it <laughs> yeah it's pretty dismal and gross there. i hate it <laughs> you almost you almost feel disgusting when you first enter that area. You know, you're like, what yeah. the fuck, ew. <laughs> and you see those massive dogs and the big crows and you're like, fuck this. I am never coming Dude, back. They're they're so <laughs> annoying. Like they're not like, yeah. it's not like they're, they're that hard. They're just fucking annoying. It's basically because if anyone who plays Souls games, dogs, worst enemy. Literally yeah, the they, most annoying yeah. enemy in every game ever. They just did mm -hmm. that, but just made it bigger. <laughs> so and stupid. worse and they're so yeah. fast and you cannot run them all right do, do you want to talk about anything else i guess this just can be this this time can just be like the elden ring cast the elden um, ring cast i'm fine with that i like that this is an uh, intro cast i mean that's basically what we've both been doing for the for a while i mean yeah like i'm i've been uh you know we just got a house which is epic we're gonna be yeah. moving in like a month 
And mm. uh, I can't really think of any anything else of interest that has really happened because we our lives have been completely uh, destroyed by Elden Ring. So obviously the Russia versus Ukraine thing, which is very scary, but I don't know enough. Like I haven't done enough research yeah. on that to speak on it. Yeah, I, I don't I don't really know too much about it to be able to give a word about it. It's so scary though. Like they're, it they're is. shutting. Oh my god! Have you been watching the fuckers' videos on it? No, but I, yeah, I I saw the first one where he's talking yeah. about uh, how like you know obviously uh, the, uh, most Russian people don't uh, align with this and how he's like afraid to even post this video. Yeah, like that's terrifying, dude. I will mention one thing that's pretty crazy is that the Russian government is forcing everybody with like foreign currency to to exchange eighty percent of it to russian rubles it's crazy <laughs> so if you have like a like i don't know ten thousand usd you have to make, turn eight thousand of it into rubles what the hell I, man i think what i did that math right, but yeah dude putin broke like i don't know like what <laughs> is going on man holy shit yeah it's crazy so you should watch um roman's videos though they're, they're pretty they're pretty crazy i mean he's been getting yeah, a lot I, of exposure of from them. it it's kind of funny how like it's really depressing. No fucker's big break on YouTube was, I mean, aside from like early commentary, was this war. <laughs> He's getting millions of views. Oh my god. Let's just hope he doesn't go too far over the line. Anyway, uh, thank you everyone for watching um, this episode, first episode ever. Uh, we're gonna Hell do yeah. what, what? What do you want to do weekly? Buy with you? You want to promise weekly and then not do it? What do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> that's true we haven't really even spoken about i would like to do weekly but that might not be possible so at least monthly you can expect yeah. videos um, <laughs> at least monthly let's say two weeks right because yeah. really, really it is just an hour compared to the three or four you know mm -hmm. and but we'll talk but you about... know i am in the process of moving so yeah i'm gonna be busy as hell when when is that when is the like like the big move uh, starting closing is like late april but like oh, just okay. you know getting we're gonna be gradually getting stuff together and everything so. yeah uh, i mean the good thing about podcasting is that we don't have to do much research you know we don't have to like yeah. find we'll list funny list things topics to and go we can just talk you know but um yep. yeah thank you guys so much for watching this first episode of the alien baiting podcast I hope you guys like it. Um, I know that we just spoke about a game the entire time, but I'm I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you watching can relate to that. So um, yeah, maybe it was fun for you. If not, if We're you're not gamers. interested in if you're not interested in games, so maybe this one wasn't for you. But um, you know, stick around for the next one, and we'll talk about some other random stuff. And yeah, I hope you like our spaceships. They're pretty sick. <laughs> They're pretty epic. <laughs> I'm so interested to see what it looks like in post. We're probably yeah. like so small in our ships. Yeah, I know. Like just little tiny ships. We fit. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye. See ya!